25 Av, Chaf Hei Av, Tzadik, His Conversations, 533. The Rebbe said, When your mind is tired from Torah study, you should put your studies aside and talk to people on everyday topics. This helps to rest the mind. Conversations of this kind are like sleep, which relaxes the mind. They are not considered idle talk, which is something sinful. On the contrary, talking then is a great mitzvah. This is what the sages meant when they said there are times when neglect of the Torah is the way to fulfill it. As it is written, it is time to act for God. They have overturned your Torah. Psalms 119.126, Menachot 99b. If a person doesn't relax a little in order to clear his mind and rest it with conversation, he could end up neglecting the Torah completely. 534. Rib Shimon succeeded in having the Rebbe agree that he should attend him after his death, just as he attended him during his lifetime. 535. It is worth recording an episode that took place when the Rebbe was traveling. He was sleeping outside on a bed and started shouting loudly in his sleep. Everyone came running to him, and he woke up. He went into the house and opened up a book where he said he found an explanation for what had happened. The house where he was staying, it was a tavern, was built out of wood from saplings which had not yet matured. The Rebbe said that on the page where he opened the book, evidently it was a medrash, it was written, Cutting down a tree before its time is like killing a soul. What had happened was that while he was asleep, he dreamed that he was surrounded by the bodies of people who had been killed. He was very frightened. He started screaming until everyone gathered around him. He also said one should be very careful about which bed to sleep on, and he told a story of how his mother had once been with him on a journey, and they had given them two beds to sleep on. In the morning, he told his mother he had dreamed they were taking him on the way to hell. His mother said, I also had a dream, but in my dream they were taking me on the way to the Garden of Eden. The innkeeper told them that the bed the Rebbe's mother slept on was the one he kept for important guests, and in the past, very many great tzaddikim had slept on it. The other bed was used by the gentry. The meaning of the dream is wisdom. His wisdom, 256. The Rebbe highly praised the piyot of Akdamut, which is chanted before the Torah reading on Shavuot. He said, People are so accustomed to and steeped in good things that they do not realize the greatness of the praise of God in the Akdamut. If you were to know the high level of the Akdamut, together with its customary melody, then you would know how wondrously unique it is. The Rebbe then chanted a few lines of the Akdamut. He then said, Akdamut is a song of cheshek, of love and devotion. See the story of the burger and the pauper, Rabbi Nachman's stories number 10, which also discusses the song of cheshek. The Rebbe spoke of this on Shavuot, during the dairy meal. He had prayed early with his group, as was his custom, and had begun his meal while the second service was in progress. When he heard the Chazan chant the Akdamut, the Rebbe spoke of the high level of this holy song. 257. The Rebbe said that he can look at a person and know all his sins. He quoted the verse, God's eyes are to tzaddikim, Psalms 34.16. Tzaddikim can gaze with God's eyes and see a person's entire past. In many cases, the Rebbe revealed people's pasts to them, 
telling them everything they had done. See his wisdom, number the 184. The Aleph book. Peace. A. 18. Peace brings to blessing. 19. When there is peace, there is no fear. 20. When there is peace among the wicked, they have the best of everything. 21. There are times when God uses the wicked as a means for fostering peace among the Jews. 22. The existence of peace indicates the existence of prosperity. 23. When the ministers on high quarrel, this same dispute immediately breaks out among the nations and among Torah scholars. Oaths A. 1. A city in which people take oaths will be destroyed and demolished, God forbid. 2. Swearing falsely causes a person Kitzur to fall from faith. Moharan 2, lesson number 19. 1. The most important element in the service of God is total simplicity and straightforwardness, without any cleverness or sophistication whatsoever. This is the true goal. In fact, it is strictly forbidden to engage in any philosophical investigation, God forbid, or to study books of secular wisdom. Only a very great tzaddik can take on the task of studying the seven wisdoms. See Likutei Moharan 1, 64. The reason for this is that in each and every area of wisdom, there exists a stumbling block which is identified with Amalek, who was a philosopher, a speculator, and an atheist. And this stumbling block can cause a person to fall, God forbid. But when this very great tzaddik, who is identified with Moses, our teacher, delves into these seven wisdoms, he maintains his footing and holds his ground through faith, as expressed by the verse, the tzaddik will live by his faith. Habakkuk 2.4 For seven times the tzaddik falls and gets up. Proverbs 24.16 In other words, the great tzaddik passes through these seven wisdoms, and even though it is possible to slip and to fall there due to the stumbling block associated with Amalek, nonetheless, the tzaddik gets up through his faith. Accordingly, the final letters of the word Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vekam, seven times the Tzadik falls and gets up, spell out the word Amalek. For Amalek is the stumbling block of the seven wisdoms on which people fall, God forbid. But Tzadik stands up and holds on through his faith. Ordinary people, however, are strictly forbidden from studying philosophical works. Even regarding Jewish books that speak about these sorts of philosophical investigations, it is forbidden to look into them at all, since they are extremely damaging to a person's faith, and faith is the foundation of everything. But, thank God, there are now a great many holy books that are replete with moral instruction and fear of heaven, and that are totally devoid of any philosophical investigations. These books are not founded upon the opinions of the Greek sages, may their names be obliterated, but upon holy mountains, that is, upon the words of our sages of blessed memory in the Talmud and Midrash, and particularly upon the teachings of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his students. Review them again and again, Avot 522, specifically them and not those books that have the opinions of the nations of atheists, the most prominent of them being Amalek, mixed in with them. Quickly, flee for your life from them and from their cohorts. You will thereby gain your soul as booty for eternal life, forever and for all time. The Thief 
He continued eating, and suddenly he laughed again. When his wife asked him why, he replied to her as before. Then, all of a sudden, he began to roar with laughter. She said to him, Now I am sure that you know something. He replied, Yes, it's true. The astrologer told me that it is my destiny to be a thief. His wife replied, I do not want you to be a thief. It is better that we remain poor. Let us accept what God gives us. Don't become a thief. When the Sabbath came, they had everything that they needed. They had bread and everything else. When they sat down to eat, they had four or five girls, and the girls grabbed the bread, since there was not enough for all of them. The wife said, Lord of the universe, it is so disgusting to me to be so poor. Addressing her husband, she said, I would rather have you be a thief, so that we should not be so poor. The poor man did not have any choice but to obey her. He wanted to, he did not want to, but he went all the same. The Rebbe used this expression several times when he Rebbe told his letters. Year 1, letter number 210. Get into the habit of always drawing yourself to genuine simplicity, tamimut. Study Torah, pray, talk to your Creator, and cast these childish ways aside. In particular, do not pose complicated questions and enter into any sort of philosophical inv- investigations at all. You are forbidden to entertain questions even about me, God forbid, because God knows that my only motivation is pure truth, to steer you on the true path of the Torah, the path our ancestors have always followed, as I received it from the mouth of our Master, Teacher, and Holy Rebbe of Holy Sainted Memory. Consider very carefully the absolute truth about what my intention and the intention of all our comrades is with regard to what we are doing. Are we motivated, God forbid, by a desire for the shallow honor which is popular nowadays, or for wealth? God knows, and anyone with a brain in his head can understand that, thank God, we and I are untainted by this or anything like it. I do not have time to write any more. The words of your father-in-law speaking truly and sincerely for your eternal good, Nassan of Breslov. My dear daughter, For God's sake, do not worry. Believe in God that he will not abandon you. Look at those who are worse off than you. Many young men are only temporarily supported by their fathers-in-law, and some do not have even that little. Listen to me, and do not worry about tomorrow. If possible, you might yourself try to work out some livelihood. It might be good for you to ask my son, Reb Shachna, to talk to me when he is here about some suggestions I might have. Perhaps you could work out some income for yourself. But for God's sake, right now, do not worry at all. God is great, and the giver of life also gives sustenance. I do not have time to write any more. Be well and happy. My dear children, thank God we are not tearing up holy books. What is more, we are studying them. Thank God we have something to study. Praise God, I have already given you a good inheritance for eternity. No rich man in the world can give an inheritance such as this. Thank God we have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. The words of your father speaking sincerely. Nussin's letters, year two. Letter number 459. With God's help, Tuesday, Shalach, 5604, Breslov. Life and peace to my dear beloved son, may he live. I arrived home safely yesterday, and toward evening I received your letter informing me that the wedding is not to be held immediately. 
I am forced to travel this coming week to see to the building of the roof of the cloys. This is an extremely urgent matter, as you know, and it is impossible to delay it any longer. As for the wedding that you are making, I obviously want very much to celebrate with you on this joyous occasion for your son, my grandson, may he live. But it is impossible for me to even speak about this at all right now. I must only do everything in my power to arrive quickly in Uman, at least by this coming Shabbat, Torah reading Korach. There I will think about the building project and the course my travels should take, and God's plan will emerge. You, my son, may you live. Do not worry about all this, and do not engage in a lot of unnecessary thinking. Here you see with your own eyes that it is impossible for anything to proceed for you according to plan. You see that the world is full of sorrow, and that you too endure what you do. In spite of this, though, you still think on each occasion that everything will proceed for you as you wish, according to plan. But you must subordinate your will to God's will, and wait and hope at all times for God's salvation. While a person must certainly flee swiftly for his spiritual life, as from a hunter's snare, still, even when it comes to one's religious devotions, I nonetheless heard from the Rebbe's holy mouth that in this matter, a person is told to wait. You have already heard a great deal about this, and much still remains to be said. Had God not helped us so that we rely on the power of the Elder of Holiness, I do not know if we would have the strength to cope with all spiritual and physical trials that each one of us goes through. But by God's compassion and amazing kindness, he already supplied us with the cure in advance of the blow, inasmuch as we have a mighty refuge through whose power anyone can flee and escape to God, every day, from any place at all, from all the falls and spiritual rejections in the world, and from everything that a person goes through. What is more, he opened our eyes and allowed us to see all this in the book of Psalms and in the other holy books, as is written, Although I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. There are many similar verses. Fortify yourself, my son, and be strong. Trust in God's salvation and kindness. He will not abandon you or any of us. God's kindnesses never end, and his compassion never ceases. The words of your father waiting for salvation. Nassim of Breslau. Rabbi Yochanan bar Avin, Rabbi Yochanan bar Hanina, Rabbi Yochanan ben Elazar, Rabbi Yochanan Kaskasa'a, Rabbi Yochanan Chakuka'a, Rabbi Yochanan Bar Ravina, Rabbi Yochanan Achui de Rav Safra, Rabbi Yochanan Safra de Gufta, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Maria, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Shaul, Rabbi Yochanan Bar Shila, Rabbi Yochanan Bar Shauna, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Katsarta, Rabbi Yochanan de Tziporin, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Muleda, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Pazi, Rabbi Yochanan Ben Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yochanan ben Yehoshua, Rabbi Yochanan ben Torta, Rabbi Yochanan ben Achma, Rabbi Yochanan Antanyuta, Rabbi Yona Avua de Rabbi Mani, Rabbi Yona bar Tachlifa, Rabbi Yona Butsraya, Yonatan ben Uziel, Rabbi Yonatan ben Beteira, Yonatan ben Harkinas, Rabbi Yonatan ben Kharsha Ishkinosar, Rabbi Yonatan ben Meshulam, Rabbi Yonatan ben Avtulmos, Rabbi Yonatan ben Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yonatan ben Yosef, Rabbi Yonatan, Rabbi Yonatan Chaveiro Shel Rabbi Eviatar, 
Rabbi Yonatan ben Shaul, Rabbi Yonatan ben Achmai, Rabbi Yonatan ben Elazar, Rabbi Yonatan ben Rabbi Yossi ben Lakunya, Rabbi Yonatan ben Amram, Rabbi Yonatan Barhila, Rabbi Yonatan ben Chali, Rabbi Yonatan de Beit Guvrin, Rabbi Yonatan ben Rabbi Chagai, Rabbi Yonatan Kipa, Yonatan Ish Kavura, Rabbi Yonatan Safra de Gufta, Rabbi Yonatan Bar Yitzchak Bar Acha, Yonatan Prayers 2, Prayer number 37 on Lakute Moharan 2, 74. Master of the world, you who revive the dead, living God and eternal King, have compassion on us. Revive us and sustain us, sanctify us and purify us from the uncleanness of death, which is the archetype of uncleanness and is associated with lechery, which has grown and spread through the world until we have sunken into the muddy depths and cannot stand, entering the depths of the water as the waves wash over us. With the power of the holiness of the mitzvah of Purim, may we receive and draw unto ourselves the holiness and purity of the unblemished red heifer to truly purify us of the uncleanness of death, both in this world and in the next. In this way may I celebrate the holy festival of Pesach, the season of our freedom, with great holiness and vast intense joy. In your compassion may we keep all of the mitzvot of Pesach with great holiness and with vast joy and gladness. In your vast compassion help us, save us, and guard us from the slightest trace of leavening, so that even a trace of leavening will not be found in our borders or domains, throughout the days of Pesach. It is revealed and known to you, Master of the entire world, that without the help of your salvation and compassion, a creature of flesh and blood could not avoid at least a trace of leavening. In your vast compassion, have compassion on us, powerful Redeemer, truly compassionate one. Guard us and rescue us from any trace of leavening during all of the holy days of Pesach. Help us emerge from slavery to freedom, from sorrow to joy, from sadness to celebration, from darkness to a great light. May we celebrate the Pesach Seder with great enthusiasm, wondrous fervor, and vast, intense joy. May all states of consciousness, both great and small, that shine on Pesach, come to us and illuminate us with wondrous illumination, with a great, wondrous, and awesome light. You who are filled with compassion, help us and save us so that we will keep the mitzvot of Purim with such great holiness and joy that afterward we will truly guard against the slightest trace of leavening on Pesach and keep all of the awesome mitzvot of Pesach with great holiness and awesome intense joy. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Compassionately help us attain now what we have requested of you. In accordance with this teaching, help us and save us, so that we will return and truly come close to you quickly. Save us in the power of the holy miracle and wondrous salvation of Purim, so that from now on we will be transformed from evil to good, and emerge from sadness to joy, and from darkness to a great light. Attaining True Repentance Help us and save us, so that we will keep the fast of Esther prior to Purim with great holiness. May we recite the Slichot with great feeling, calling and crying out to you extensively. Open my heart, 
so that I will truly feel the pain of my sins and the intense, immeasurable suffering of my spirit. May I call out with a great and bitter outcry, as is fitting for me to do in keeping with the abundance of my intense sins and offenses, and my great and innumerable blemishes. May your compassion for me truly be aroused. Please hurry to save me and redeem me from myself, so that I will obey your laws and truly guard your mitzvot with all my heart. My Father, my King, my Maker, my Creator, teach me how to begin from the holy level of Purim, as you indicated to us through your holy sages. Help me miraculously with wondrous and awesome salvation, with wondrous and awesome renewal, so that I can truly return to you in complete repentance from now on. May I start serving you anew, with a complete true beginning, with all my heart and soul. Truly direct me and teach me where to begin and how, and which advice will truly bring me back to you. Master of the world, great in counsel and mighty indeed, rectify me with your good counsel. Quickly save me for the sake of your name, so that from now on I will truly attain complete repentance all of the days of my life. And from now on, I will not turn aside from your will, right or left. May I learn and teach, guard, perform, and maintain all of the words of your Torah with love. May I keep all of the mitzvot and all holy matters, and do everything in its time and season. May I perform everything well in its time with great holiness and purity. Strengthen me with joy and gladness always. With the aid of the power of the true tzaddikim, May I expel and eradicate from myself and from the entire Jewish people the husk of Haman Amalek, may his name be erased, and draw unto myself the holiness of the miracle and salvation of Purim. Have compassion on us in every generation and every year, so that we will rejoice greatly on the days of Purim with great happiness and vast intense gladness. May we keep the mitzvah of reading the Megillah with great holiness and purity, and with vast, intense joy. May we think deeply into the great magnitude of the wonderful miracle and the awesome, intense salvation, and publicize the miracle to every nation and populace. May we keep the mitzvah of sending gifts, each person to his neighbor, and gifts to the poor, along with the mitzvah of the Purim feast, with great perfection and vast, intense joy. And may we keep the mitzvah of getting intoxicated on Purim, as our sages instructed us. Help us and guard us, so that our drinking and intoxication on Purim do not damage us at all in body or soul. May we not harm any person or anything as a result of being intoxicated. Rather, by means of getting intoxicated on Purim, may we attain great joy and vast, intense gladness, the joy of Purim. Then, a period of wondrous and mighty illumination, the illumination of Mordechai, which has no equal during all of the other days of the year, will shine. May I be joyful with all my heart and make others joyful as well, gladdening the entire Jewish people, your nation, with the joy of Purim, with extremely vast, intense gladness. May we be glad and rejoice in your salvation with true joy, so that you will be glad and pleased and receive great delight from our drinking and our rejoicing on the Holy Purim. Every year may we know the great miracle and wondrous salvation of Purim, 
May we subdue, expel, uproot, and nullify within ourselves the husk of Haman Amalek and his great pollution, and wipe out his name and memory from the world. May we purify ourselves of his pollution with great holiness and purity, and draw unto ourselves the holiness of Mordechai and Esther. May we draw the joy of Purim unto the entire year, so that we will always rejoice in you with truly vast joy and gladness. As a result, may we truly attain the holiness and purity of the red heifer and the holiness of Pesach, and may we be joyful always. May the verse be realized in us, our heart will rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer.